Welcome to It Just Makes Sense, a podcast by two easily distracted, higher educated, former lovers that explores all the unpopular opinions, conspiracy theories, and cult leaders that make you want to scream, It It Just just Makes makes sense. Sense. I'm Sam Smith. And I'm Jeff Seifert. And this week, I'm pulling this straight from our chit chat. Yeah? I'm covering the story of Heather Mack. Heather Mack. Mostly because I don't know what story you were spewing off on Chit Chat last week, but I feel like nothing you said was correct okay. other than she the mother was in the suitcase. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it that far off. I read it in an article. And if it was an article, if it was on the internet, it's true. <laughs> so again, shout out to Wikipedia for literally being the best source of all of my knowledge. I mean, 90% accurate. It's fine. Right. Also, so like, who is Heather Mack? I had never heard of her until you mentioned her name. I find that so strange because it was all over the Really? Place. Yeah, it was Never heard of it. I think there was even like, I want to say there was something with the State Department where they were trying to get her back because they were Well, worried. don't worry. Don't ruin it for everyone. We're going to get into it. Oh, was that in the case? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm just God, testing my memory. Uh, God, you're so mean. <laughs> Jesus. So- Proceed. <laughs> Heather Mack was the daughter of a notable jazz musician, James L. Mack. Did you know that? I did because I read the article and it was in the article. Oh, whatever. He was a conductor, composer, producer, and arranger who were, who worked on more than 60 albums for artists, including Nancy Wilson, Jerry Butler, and Tyrone Davis. When you said arranger, I thought you meant like a Texas ranger, oh, but like music, music arranger. I was like, oh, yes. he was? How interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he also um, served more than 30 years as a chairman of the music department at Harold Washington College. What is that kind of made up place? Unknown. He was a producer for labels including Brunswick, Chess, Capital, and Columbia. And equally adept in classical music, he was a guest conductor for orchestras, including the Chicago and Grant Park symphonies, and often used classical musicians in his jazz and pop arrangements. It was a community co- It's a community college in Chicago. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Sorry to slander you. Go ahead. So clearly he was well known. I mean, I only listen to Christian Punker podcasts, so <laughs> my music taste is trash and I never heard of him. Did you say but- punk? Christian punk? Yeah. That's what the genre is? Yes. Reliant K is Christian punk. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. That's weird. Christian punk, Sanctus Real, Reliant K. Newsboys is not really Christian punk, but another band I like. Do you like DC Talk? Eh, Audio Adrenaline. I was like, I know them because I had a friend <laughs> growing up that I used to only listen to Christian rap. <laughs> this is so good. Mm. It is. But bimbos don't be looking like hoes when they come out of DC talk songs. Anyways, Heather Mack was the child of James L. Mack and Sheila Vaughn Wise Mack. In 2006, the Mack family sands his children from his former marriage because apparently in 2004, the police were called to his house over claims that his children from his former marriage was being denied access to their father by Sheila Van West Mack. So anyways, he went on a little family vacay to Greece in 2006 with only Heather and Sheila. Well, on the trip, James died in the hotel room (gasps) from a pulmonary embolism. His body was left in the morgue while Sheila and Heather continued their vacation. (laughs) That's so terrible. When we go to Greece and I die, are you going to continue the trip without me while I'm in the morgue? Let me tell you about this, this couple that was on our trip in Jamaica. Yeah. Abby's aunt, can we, 
she, her husband is a little physically disabled. Okay. And uh, they used to, they would fight all the time. And she said, if you drowned, I'm going to have you cremated and com- continue on in my trip. <laughs> <laughs> and she kept making the jokes and people got mad at her. And I'm not going to lie. I thought it was kind of funny. I thought it's hilarious. And then we start, and her aunt is kind of cheap. So we kept making jokes that like, oh, she was just going to throw him on the grill. Stop. <laughs> In the jerk hut? Yeah. I can't. Exactly. I can't. I'm sorry. That's terrible. But yeah. So. Proceed. <laughs> so now, like, the tension began to unrise between Heather and her mother, where all evil begins. Evil. Money. Dun, dun, dun. Because here's the issue. Prior to James Mack's death in t- 2006, the family had gone on a Royal Caribbean Mediterranean cruise in 2001. So five years earlier. During this trip, James suffered a foot injury. What kind? I don't, they don't say. Okay. But he didn't receive adequate medical treatment from the ship's doctor, resulting in partial paralysis. Oh, Jesus. Could you imagine? So he filed a lawsuit against Royal Caribbean saying he was partially paralyzed and had to urinate in a bottle. Huh. I would have burned the ship down. Like, if you're going to paralyze me, then. I'm suing in the name of Royal Caribbean when I'll be the Royal Sambian. Like, there's no way you're going to paralyze me. That has a great ring to it. And have to be in the (laughs) bottom. Royal Royal Sambian. Thank you. Like, get out of here. So, anywho, the settlement for this case didn't occur until after James died. Oh, okay. So... He died in 2006. This happened in 2001, and it didn't settle into 2011. I'm not surprised. They yeah, try me and, either. They it's try like, and drag those, yeah. those things out. So, so yeah. after legal fees, $340,667 was awarded to Sheila. That's it? Yeah, and 500000 to the estate of James Mack. Oh, okay. But still only like 800000 Yeah. Not, that, did you just say $9 million? I said not even a million. Oh. <laughs> wow. You are really <laughs> testy today. On a lot of ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> so despite the existence of a will dated five days prior to James L. Mack's death, which that seems weird. That he had a will? Five days prior. Oh. But maybe because they knew they were going on this trip. Some people like do that. Do they really? Like if you if you don't have a will and you're going on an international trip, sometimes people will be like, we better get a will. Huh. If something happens to I never us. knew that was a thing. Okay, well. It is. I mean, I never really had money to really think about a will, so I guess it's really not big of a deal. My so, life insurance goes to, gets split five ways. So despite the will, um, and James L. Mack's will said he was willing his entire estate to Heather Mack, the $500,000 that was left to his estate was awarded to Sheila <gasps> by a judge in Cook County, Illinois. Why? Because she was a kid? I don't know. It said no transcript for the case is available, and Heather Mack claims that her mother misled the court to get the money. I bet you she did. So this led to bad blood between the mother and daughter. Dun, dun, dun. However, prior to this trip, this is where it gets crazy. So throughout their her childhood, there was 86 occasions where the police were called to the Mac home due to claims of theft and domestic violence between January 2004 and June 2013. Did you say theft? Yeah, theft like, and domestic violence. Like who was stealing? She. Was stealing I think from that him? Sheila was calling the police because Heather was stealing from her. Uh, it was all between Heather and her mother. Oh. Yeah. So in 2010, Heather punched her mother's broken ankle. 
<laughs> when I read that, I LOL'd so hard. She punched her broken ankle. She punched her broken ankle and was accused of stealing $1,000 from her mother. In 2011, Heather broke her mother's arm and then removed the phone cord to prevent her from calling 911. Okay, this is some, like, crazy shit. Crazy. In 2011, Heather again threatened her mother, and in November 2012, she bit her mother, leaving bruises, and her mother refused to allow the police to photograph this. Okay, why did they continue to live together? Well, here's here's the wild part. That's what I was thinking when I was reading this. Heather was born in 1995. So she was nine years old when the first domestic violence call started. Uh, And 2004 was two years before James died. So this was like it's the domestic violence started even before the dad died. Sure. So they probably just thought that they had a fucked up kid. Right. Like how do you deal with like an unruly daughter that's like so out of control? I don't know. Do you think she killed her dad? Do you think she causes foot injury on the cruise? Like I started thinking of all these things, like hmm. no, because I think they would they would have been able to figure that out. Yeah, and if you had a pulmonary embolism, like that's not. Yeah, really, she can like, cause that when she was little. Yeah, because I mean, you know, those don't those like happen over time, right? Yeah, but still, she could have caused this foot injury. You never she know. She could have. Anyways, so Heather attended Oak Park and River Forest High School from 2010 to 2014. While a senior there, she started dating Tommy Schaefer. He was an unemployed rapper named Tommy EXX. Love it. Heather's mom did not approve of this. And this is crazy. She didn't approve of it so much that she sold her house and moved her and Heather to Gold Gold Coast, Chicago. But, like, at the same time, I feel like if you move to purposely separate your daughter from a guy, like, Heather's a senior at this point. So she's, like, 17 or 18 years she old. She probably like, could drive. That's what I mean. Like, how much are you really going to separate them at that point? Right. But despite the distance between them, Heather got pregnant by Tommy. Dun, dun, dun. Now, during this time, apparently, Heather claimed that she had had two abortions prior under her mo- under her mother's control and that her mother was seeking to obtain the power of attorney over her daughter to enforce a third abortion. Oh. So during like this whole battle and Heather's claims of her mother like trying to file this power of attorney, Sheila was booking a trip for her and Heather to go to Bali while she was waiting for the blood work to find out if Heather was really pregnant. Okay. Like, why are you planning this trip? This sounds like the most dysfunctional family I've ever heard of. It really is. It is wild to think that they're fighting. They're about to go to court. Right. She's like, oh, let's take, let's a, just quick take a trip to jump to Bali. Like, I don't know if she's thinking, like, oh, this will help bring us closer. Ugh. Also, how rich are you? Very I want to go to Bali. I know. I mean, Bali is expensive to get there. Yeah. It's not expensive when you're there. That's what I heard. Yeah, I heard it's really false. cheap once you're there. Because I have students who um, studied at Singapore, which is close to Bali. Yeah. And they would go there on the weekend trips, and they said Bali was really cheap. So off they go. In August 2014 to Bali, they arrived at the St. Regis Hotel in Nuso Dua, Bali. They had flown first class. Like, give me all your money. Seriously? Yeah. Have you ever flown first class? No, have you? Mm -hmm. Really? Where? and business class. I don't know the difference. Uh, there's a little less room in business class. Oh, okay. Um, but they're both, it's amazing. Yeah. I flew first class from, uh, New York City to London. Really? How'd you get that? Who just sucked to get that one? 
my bestie from growing up. She's the flight attendant. <laughs> did you have so much room? Did you get so much free stuff? Yes, and I didn't. I mean, I, wa- I wanted to sleep on the plane, but I didn't want to go to sleep on the plane because you could drink as much as you want, eat as much as you want. Let me tell you, when I flew to, I, it wasn't, I don't know if it was the airline or what. When we flew to London, I, I didn't think we got as much stuff. When I flew to friggin' Riga, Latvia, we went like, Latvian Airways or whatever it was yeah. some thing from New York City to I think we flew to like Poland then Poland or whatever but that flight from New York City to Poland it was Baltic Airs I got I don't even know seven different meals I refused to go to sleep they just kept bringing me food wow. do you want like this croissant and chocolate yes do you want dinner yes do you want ice cream yes do you want a cookie and pretzels yes do you want more ice cream do you want espresso do you want I want everything ma'am I'm never <laughs> gonna say no do you want a cheese tray that's my favorite thing cheese tray I didn't sleep the entire flight I was too scared I was gonna miss something <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me on my flight from New York to London uh, it was tremendous. It was amazing. I wanted to just get back on the plane and fly black. Fly right. Back. <laughs> and the best was I kept getting like I went with another woman from the school of management. We didn't we weren't seated together. And I kept getting seated in like the row that's like they separate the section. So yeah, I was like yeah, the yeah. first row where they separate it. So like I had so Tons much room. leg room. So much room. And I just like laid out while she was like cramped in the back. Sorry about it. Mm. So anyhow. Okay. So when they got to Bali. Sheila had a drunken fall when she first got there. That's weird. Who does that? And she was bedridden. I feel like this family runs into a lot of accidents, they, right? They really do. Yeah. So she was bedridden on painkillers. But it sounds like I really would have liked Sheila. Right? But also, <laughs> I also was thinking then, did like did Heather cause this fall? Because while Sheila was bedridden on painkillers, she stole her mother's credit card and booked a business class flight for Tommy to come to Bali. Wow. You know? That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. <laughs> this other Mac is quite the awful That's human being. Right? <laughs> they claim it was to tell Sheila about Heather's pregnancy, but emails later released showed that it was a lie. Because they needed to do it in Bali. They right. Wait till like, she got back. Like, stop. On the night of August 7th, 2014, security camera video at the St. Regis showed Sheila having an argument with Tommy in the hotel lobby. Not too long after that, Tommy killed Sheila with a me- with a metal blunt object in the room. It wasn't a fruit ball. Is that what you heard? That it was a yeah, fruit ball. Yeah, it was a fruit ball. Maybe they Did just said s- a metallic blunt object. So I don't Did know. He smashed her over the head with it. No. Heather and Tommy then stuffed the body of Sheila into a suitcase, shoved it into the trunk of a cab outside the Saint Regis, and then just took off. They just left the body in the trunk of the cab and ran away. Oh, really? They didn't even get in the cab. No, anywhere? they left. Huh. So a security guard found blood outside, uh, like dripping outside of the car and advised the cab driver to go to the police. But like, what does the cab driver say? Like, someone uh, stuffed the body in my car? Like, what if he was accused of the murder? Yeah, what could you do? I mean... Don't you think that could have happened in like Bali? I mean, I think they would have been able to do DNA testing that he didn't that he didn't touch it. If you were the cab driver, the- would you have just driven somewhere and dumped the body on the side of the road? I no. would have. Oh. Absolutely not. I wouldn't okay. have touched it. If I didn't do it, why would I want my fingerprints on the suitcase? True. So instead of going to the police, they called the police there, which makes more sense. Brilliant. Yeah. And they found the body inside the suitcase. Both Heather and Tommy were arrested at a nearby motel. They told the police that Sheila was killed by robbers, but they were able to escape. Good one. 
Because that always works. So that was on August 7th. On August 15th, Heather and Tommy were arrested and put into prison in Bali. So a urine test confirmed that Heather was in fact pregnant. On September 19th, Tommy admitted to killing, killing Sheila and Heather admitted to helping him stuff the body into the suitcase. Okay. They were both charged with premeditated murder on January 14th, 2015, which is punishable by death by a firing squad in Bali. Really? So Tommy claimed he killed Sheila because she had threatened to kill their unborn child and choked him for 30 seconds. I roll. <laughs> Heather, <laughs> like, I roll. You're terrible. You're <laughs> Heather was sentenced to 10 years in prison and Tommy was sentenced to 18 years. The judges said they were lenient with Heather because she was pregnant. I, like, okay, I feel no. like that's lenient for him, too. Where does the baby go? Does it stay in Bali because the mother is there? Can it go to the U.S. and be sent to family members there? Like, wh- is it kept because the baby can visit the mother? Like, what happened? Yeah, the baby stays there. Yeah, the it did. She gave the baby to yeah, uh, an to like Indonesian a, yes, woman that, yeah. or a woman that lived in Indonesia. Yeah. I don't know if she was Indonesian. So on September 23rd, the cousin of Tommy, Robert Bibbs, was arrested in Chicago on federal charges for conspiring with the couples to kill Sheila and what? for telling Tommy and Heather about how to kill her. He Wait. was sentenced to nine years in prison on one count of conspiracy to commit a foreign murder. And that seems crazy to me because he got nine years and Sheila got ten. Yeah. And Sheila, like, did it. And he didn't even do anything. And that was on a plea deal. The plea deal stated that Robert was aware that Heather had offered Tommy $50,000 to kill her mother and that Robert advised Tommy on how to kill her and encouraged him to kill her. But I don't understand. Like, what did he encourage them to hit her over the head? I don't like know. That's what they said. This doesn't seem like it was a very sophisticated plot right. that they needed advice on right. how to carry out. I don't know if it was he was the one who was like stuff her in the suitcase. Take yeah, her or like afterwards he gave him ideas on how to like get out of Bali. I don't know. I mean, they didn't do that. But I, think I need more details into that because that seems a little bit extreme. Well, that's Nine what happened. Years. So Heather was the beneficiary of a $1.6 million trust fund from her mother. During the court case, up to $150,000 was initially approved to cover legal expenses. And the final disposition on the trust fund was resolved in 2018, and the settlement was in favor of Heather's daughter. Now, so Heather Mack received a total of 34 months of remission from her prison sentence, including a six-month Independence Day remission awarded by the president, Joko with Dodo in August of 2021. So she was freed from prison on uh, October 29th, 2021. And although she had said she wanted her and her daughter to stay in Indonesia, claiming it was safer than Chicago and that her daughter was like being raised in Indonesia by an Indonesian Australian woman, Indonesian immigration indicated that both would be immediately deported as her daughter was born American under Indonesian's nationality law so when the reason why it was the reason why this was important is because of what's to come like i think she wanted to stay in indonesia because of what was going to happen when she got to the united states okay so tommy schaefer said he did he was not deserving of a sentence reduction because he was fully culpable of his crime. He'd become a born-again Christian in prison and baptized other prisoners. So he's still in jail and he won't take a shorter sentence. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Right? So Heather's bound 
bound for Chicago for the first time since 2014, and her attorney has warned, and I quote, it's going to be war if federal authorities arrest her when she returns. So that's the threat. She's going to be rearrested once she's in the uh, U.S. for the murder? Yep. Um, her lawyer says, if the federal government wants us to come to public pressure to put my client through a federal charge and potentially another federal trial, then you know we're going to be arguing several several constitution violations. He said that an emergency hearing was held in Cook County Probate Court Tuesday to make arrangements for Max's six-year-old daughter, Stella. He said the woman who has served as Stella's foster mother overseas is flying to Chicago along with Mac and Stella. He also said court order was secured that will allow a temporary guardian to take custody of Stella if necessary. And he said the foster mother will be able to go with them. Um, but he plans to challenge any charges filed against Matt. Mac. So what happens is he claims that the federal law prevents a U.S. citizen prosecuted in a foreign country for being prosecuted for the same crime in the United States. Well, I don't understand how they could how they could try her in the United States just because it was the murder of an American. So the FBI arrested her. He took her into custody on arrival at the Chicago Air O'Hare International Airport because she's being charged with conspiring to kill her mother and a U.S. indictment that was unsealed on Wednesday. Also charged is Mac's former boyfriend, Tommy Schaefer, who was also convicted of murder and still in prison there. So they were also charged with obstruction of justice for allegedly plotting the murder in both Chicago and Bali. Oh, so that's how they're getting her because she did part of she, mm-hmm. the planning in the Chicago. The planning of it. Now, how do you feel about that? I don't, I don't know. He also, so um, her lawyer also alleged that the FBI helped Indonesian prosecutors access cell phones that contained evidence already used to convict Mac and her then boyfriend, Tommy Schaefer. It feels a little like double jeopardy. Me too. And the counts carry a maximum life in prison if convicted. That's wild. I, I don't think they should get charged again. I, I don't think so at all. I get no. I don't think that they should be. They served their time, and it happened in Indonesia. Right. I like I, she served nine years in a Bali prison. I feel yeah. like they can't be a I walk mean, in the park. I like being at a resort in Bali, right? Sure. But I'm just i I don't think that they should be tried again. I think that that's not good. No. I have no other way to put it. Yeah, me either. It just feels wrong. And one of the counts in the indictment alleges that Tommy was still in Chicago for part of the murder conspiracy. So while she was in Bali and he was still here, an important distinction since Mac's attorneys will surely argue that all the crimes took place overseas. Yeah. Yeah, I get. I mean, it seems like they're just using a loophole in the law to just to get her back in jail. And I agree. And like she already... Yeah, like, I just feel like it's wild that she was rearrested. I guess how much, like, what Do you think it's because it's a... So much press. It's so much press, and it was, like, a very wealthy, powerful family. I I absolutely believe it's because it was a a well-known case. Right. It's almost like with Amanda Knox getting rearrested. Correct. Like, they would not have... I don't think the Italians would have retried her again if it wasn't such a big case. Right, right. Because I just don't understand how they can go after her. It's so wild to me. I wonder what is the... Uh... Do you think her and Tommy still talk? I doubt it. I feel like it's got to be... Well, I think they have like multiple indictments. So I don't know. 
It seems like they wouldn't get more than 10 years for conspiracy to right. commit murder Right, like why would it be max States? life in prison? It just is all wild to me. I don't think that they should be tried again. I don't think so, right? And if I was Tommy Schaefer, I would never come back from Bali. Well, I don't think that they have much of a choice. If they're deported? Right, because they face, unless they're, which I don't think there is, it's based on extradition treaties. And if there's no extradition treaty, or if there is one, then they have to go back to their home country. But what about all these people that like escape to foreign countries to not get arrested? Well, they're rich and powerful and sneak away. Like if they were, if they tried to sneak away illegally, of course they could do it. Yeah. But they would have to be able to do it. Interesting. All right, guys, what do you think? Do you think that they should get tried again? I don't think they should. I also don't think that they, any one of them should have had access to the trust fund. Well, it's going to the, her daughter. I understand that. but She didn't commit the crime. Right. But her mother did. and What do you mean her mother did? Oh, yeah. Heather, Heather Mack, Mack did. Her mother committed the yeah, crime. Yeah, but I think that like, okay, if, okay, say my parents had like a huge trust fund, right? Mm-hmm. And then Amanda turned out to be a serial killer and kills my parents. You don't think that their that their money should go to Chase and Phoebe? They didn't do anything wrong. Well, that's different. Why was that different? Because those children are alive. This children child was never al- alive when the, okay when the parent was killed. She was. I just don't. I feel like it feels different to me. Like she killed them to make sure that the money went down the line. I don't think that's any different. I think it's weird that you think that. I don't think it. I don't think it. I think. <laughs> I don't want to get into it, but I don't think a fetus is a viable living entity and it can't live outside the womb. So, no, it doesn't deserve it. Just, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Well, everyone, let us know what you think. I personally think that she, the granddaughter, should have gotten the trust fund. I personally think. You mean think, the grand fetus? Yeah, the grand fetus deserved all the trust fund money. Especially this poor Indonesian Austrian woman taking care of her probably needed the money. Extra okay, mouth to fine. feed. And then also, I don't think that they should be charged a second time. Do I think Heather Mack's a crazy ass person? Yes. Can I believe that she's back in the United States? No. Is she probably going to, I don't know, still be abusive to her child? Probably. You know? Yeah, who knows? Like, is she still? It sounds like she Puffs? needs to be like psych eval. She definitely needs to be institutionalized. Yeah, if she's been doing this shit since she was like nine, nine? that means like she's got some yeah. psychopathy up in yeah. that brain of hers. A hundred percent. She's crazy. Oh my god! All right, let us know what you think. Um, you can join our Facebook group. It just makes sense podcast discussion group. I just posted. Did you see? <gasps> Leonardo DiCaprio is James Jones. Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Jim Interesting. Jones. So keep an eye out for that, guys. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Just Makes Sense Podcast. We will post when the new episodes post. Um, and get all the information there. You can follow me at WW Sam and the Buff, and you can follow Jeffrey. At Jeff Seif on Twitter. One F and Jeff. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.